Where do you, where did you find that chair? You know the dumpster out by the apartment? No way, really? It was sitting right outside the dumpster. That's like a perfectly fine chair. It's perfectly fine. It's got like some like use uh, wear to it, but I was driving by and I was like, wait a second. Jumped out of the car, took a seat in it, rolled it around, gave it a couple. Just right outside? Just playing outside by the dumpster? Yeah. And I was like, I'm taking this through in the have, truck. You have to. It's perfect. I was just going to golf and I scored a... This is probably like a $50 chair, at least. At least. State, so, uh, you know. Use Etsy, eBay. Yeah. We're oh. working on, you know, getting another chair, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy. and The I, room uh, itself is nice enough. This is a, be- uh, uh, a much nicer place to have. It's probably the best place I've recorded. I mean, I've been doing most of these shows in my car. Yeah? Yeah. I've been, I've been driving one or I two mean, of my friends out to, like, right. factories. We just sit there oh, on the overlook. Cool. It, yeah, it was cool the first couple times, but it wore its welcome really fast. I mean, that's how me and my friends got started and just recording in general. Oh, yeah. You have a more legit op than we did. We sort of. Go to voice memos and... <laughs> just go to. Just for the memes. Yeah, yeah, just for. The long way to return of Ryan. It's been like 20 weeks or something. Yeah. This is 31. 31? Yeah, on my show, yeah. If it's if we're doing my show, it's 31. Nice. And so you were on, uh, fuck, what was it? Yeah, this is my second appearance. This is your second, yeah. You opted to watch a football game instead of doing the second show. I was left to well, suffer with my own person that I brought to do the show with me. If it was a Jets game, then I support that decision to this It was, day. uh, no, it was the, uh, playoffs to make the Super Bowl. Oh. Well. You were on episode six. 25 yeah. ago, yeah, this is... That was 20 earlier this year. That was in, uh, was in January or February. Yeah, that was early days in the loft when I, like, just got everything. Yeah, yeah. That was early days in the loft for everybody. Lofts changed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, now it's my main domain, basically. Is that still, is that your, uh, you, well, ha- you have dominance over that area still? That is my, uh, my territory. No, not really. Connor, does Connor still run out to go see Alex? Does he still hang out downstairs, or is she making appearances in the loft now? Um, not in the loft, just lower level. You know, just she's not on that loft level. Yet. Oh, okay. But she, but she comes in and, and hangs out in the, I would presume, the kitchen or something? Yeah, whatever, the foyer, kitchen sort of area. It's just a little island hanging out, I guess. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Brooke and Eddie are in now, so mm. we've got a pretty full, full That's like a... And, uh, that's like a real yeah. Love Island setup you got going on, a real reality TV show setup. If you, if you, if all the boys in the house weren't related, that'd be quite the interesting That's what everyone thing says. you got it's going like, on. How do you guys make that work? Like, does everyone hate each other? Like, and we're like, no, it's good. We just kind of, uh, I made sure when like everyone was moving in, like we're not gonna like have it out. Um, yeah, I would hope so. Like. We gotta be civil about this. People are gonna have issues. There's gonna be dishes that pile up, stupid shit like that. But we just gotta do them and uh, cordial. And so far, that's all it's been. So. I mean, I think the re- I think the uh, the like relationship web, where, um, like all the all the girls are tied to you three, who are there first. Like they don't they don't intersect without going through you guys in a yeah. way. Yeah, very much so. But- I mean, Alex isn't moving in there. I don't know why I'm saying all the girls like it's not just what, two people two yeah it's people. Brooke and Eddie yeah. I mean so it started me and Connor were in there for two months alone uh, cause James was wrapping up his state trooper work mm. 
And then... What is James doing now, by the way? He works for uh, Brink Security. Oh, okay. He's a... He's a, truck he's a security license? I think so. Oh, I mean, he was in military and uh, trooper, so... He's got some sort of... Uh, Clearance? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so he's been doing that for the last little bit. Um, and it seems to be liking it. He was just deathly ill yesterday, but... With what? He just... I think he had a fever or something. I kept my distance. He was okay. just in Maryland on the beach for a little bit, but... Just a little vacation action? Yeah. Um, which was cool. It seemed like they had a good old time, so... Um, we've been ripping the, the D&D pretty hard. I'm still not upset. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm upset. <laughs> I've been trying to fucking get in that for so long. This is our tutorial world, but it's been fun so well, far. I would be fine with not being in you guys' session if I got the chance to do a little one-shot character. Because I have three guys written up yeah. over at Malachi's house. I got my big old dice bag. I got everything. Nice. I'm just looking for... One, I've been trying to get to play with you guys for like two years. Yeah, we'll, we'll see because Addy and James might be moving out. And Evan obviously just moved out. So, I figured, yeah. So he's like zoomed in a couple times, which is, you know, it's all right. But long-term sustainability. No, on that game especially, no. Yeah, so... It all kind of depends on how people go, but we're definitely going to do another world at some point. I hope so. Do you have DM capability or no? Uh, I can learn pretty quick. I know I, I've, I've DM'd a couple small-time games, yeah. um, but I actually, yeah, I might as well. Because that's the only reason we started was because Addy knew Addy had, DM. Yeah, DM. And I was like, I always wanted to do this, and Con and I have the same thing. I can. That's I right totally can. Rally. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to get a couple, like, books and stuff with, like, the pre-built scenarios and all that. I can borrow some of that shit from Malachi. Or I can just, I mean, the thing about Malachi, you haven't met Malachi. And I don't know if you've listened to some of the earlier episodes. I've never met him? No. no. Um, Not on the pod. Maybe at lunch or dinner or something. No, no. no. I think Nico was the only friend I ever brought to dinner with Nico. you guys. Oh, yeah. um, what about Casa Real? Was, that was Nico. That was Nico. Yeah. Okay. Malachi, you know him if you see him, I guess. He's, I'm, he's not... He looks distinct, to say the least. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I've tried. I tried to bring him to uh, uh, last year's joust. Him and Nico. That both they both fell through. I had a couple people I tried to bring yeah. to that just to expand my network a little bit. But I have a, a dream. I had a dream about the joust. What about it, it? It took on a global phenomenon, basically. Really? Um, it was just a dream, but in the dream. Um, it was like ultimate frisbee level of um, fame, you know. Um, as what, far like as like C list sport, ESPN two regular, yeah, just like yeah. random stupid sport. But I had just like a following, you know. I had this idea of um, so the thing about the joust at bows and kill that is unique, in my opinion, is that the beam is curved, right, and it tips to either side depending on who takes advantage yes um so you'd need like that exact type of beam yeah i was thinking like maybe five feet in the air little foam pit underneath or something it would be i think more fun it could be it would have been like a cool summer project for us to do it would take my back my mom's backyard or or you guys backyard yeah a foam pit would take away any like on the ground pulling. Yeah, no, because there, there's no sometimes, sustainability, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes that happens on accident even, like, 
you're just pulling someone in, you're on the ground, and then it's like a very touchy area. Yeah, the uh, the range the range on that is not. Yeah, and it's, I feel it's like a small window. We could experiment with increasing the length of the beam too. Yeah, that's what it I was. Is very compact. It's like very like you only have a few steps. So when I was doing all the birthday videos, I was going over, or when I was doing James' birthday video, I was going over all of. All of his rounds, every single one. I think I, I watched and cut down like 110 rounds, down yeah. to like 55. And he has like, this year's and last year's, he had like five with me. And in three of them, we both sort of crouch down and stretch all the way out from the beam with one hand. And we're like already in the middle by the time we, they said, we, well, I think it was Evan says, says go. Yeah. So we, we, if we could experiment with the length of the beam, just a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't add too much size because that takes away from the ability to like jump over somebody. Mm -hmm. You'd have to like definitively knock them off and not fall off either. Yeah. No, I think that would be cool. And keep the shifting element to it. As the well. shifting element is cool because that is truly what makes it a balanced joust. You know, is because it is a shifting like platforms so you have to. And obviously, it's not the widest thing either. So. No, absolutely not. But yeah, so I envision that in like. You know those like trampoline warehouses, basically. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, just uh, like a suspended sort of pit. Yeah, and then I forget what those gymnastic bars are called. Oh, the triple uh, beam or something. Yeah, yeah, the, not the triple beam. The uh, I don't know. It's called like a like a horse or a saddle, so, something, some it's kind like of the like horizontal bar. I know exactly it. what you're talking about. So something like that. Even we could even try it on that and see how it we goes. could. That could be fun. I'm sure it would be. Over a foam pit. Plus not having the wood chips. The wood chips really, really add a lot because once you go a couple, like there's, they so they store so much water under there. Yeah. And once you kick them up, the place where both people get on is just a puddle. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't really work after like four or five rounds. Mm -hmm. Connor and John had to give up because they couldn't get any traction, even though they kept knocking <laughs> each other off. They had the, the one, stalemate, the stalemate. one stalemate under the new unified rules. Yeah. And then... Yeah, obviously there's like some obstructions, like that slide is kind of an obstruction. Yeah, and uh, Every, Evan likes to uh, <laughs> cry, <laughs> cry wolf on on the slide touch on yeah. everybody. See, it was just instinctual. He was, I mean, he's right that it was a not code action. No, it isn't. But also, we didn't. So the I guess this is my fault. But also, I tried to I tried to not really have a sit down with him. But when we were talking about. When I bring up the idea of doing this every year to Evan and he starts telling me that people are going to come and we have a date, I want to like, because he's the only person organizing everybody who shows up, but I'm the one yeah. doing like the, the rules and the, the getting the belts and what, stuff. What, you want to sell filming. tickets? No, I don't, I'm not saying I want to <laughs> sell tickets. I mean like, That's, that's right. I want to I input from everybody else who's going to be participating about what is and isn't good about the rules because... I sort of, last year, I basically made them up on the fly Yeah. after a couple complaints, and then I just posthumously talked my way through the intro of the video with all the consistent things that ended up happening by the end, yeah. and now this year, I was like, hey, can you ask, like, what the, what everybody's take on, like, you know, hand coming off the beam and then going back on during the round, or like, the accidental butt slide touch. Stuff like that. And then he just yep. kind of never got back to me. And so we just showed up, and I yeah, had I mean, to act like we talked about it. <laughs> it's like um, just built over matches. 
we kind of i think there's obviously always going to be rules that get formed and come up and stuff so james said he retired after yeah. the he told he, i don't know if he's he made that announcement public but he told i've been doing me, a pretty in-depth film study on on the what's his name his uh fighter name do you remember oh, purple naked purple naked the purple naked uh biography this is a call out purple naked i'm coming for you i've got the strategy I need a best of five, and, and oh you're yeah, done. you didn't get him this year. No, you, I didn't get him this Connor last round. Didn't participate. That's and fine. I got the film on it, and uh, I think I've got a strategy. To, you uh, you doing the uh, the Khabib call out, forcing him out of retirement <laughs> by trying to? I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's uh, a GSP call out. There's a very hidden hint in there oh. about my strategy, but that's fine. I'll I'll get my re- revenge. Purple naked. I'm not impressed by your performance. I am not impressed by your performance. I am not impressed uh, by your performance. And I like the dinosaur. I'm going to fuck you, man. Are you intoxicated? <laughs> Purple naked. Are you intoxicated? Is he done? Is GSP done? GSP, he's 41. He's done. I guess he just came back for a little money and legacy at the same time. Well, I mean, it was it was to complete... People's three criticisms of, of GSP over his welterweight reign... Were that he, uh, if you can call it that, if well, it was the, his welterweight title reign, the Michael Bisping. Is that one? Oh, no, no, no. no I'm talking about when he was at when he was the welterweight champion. Yeah, was that he didn't finish, he didn't move up in weight, and what was the what was the who third moved one? up in weight back then that got belts though? For like, I mean, BJ Penn was I think one of the first guys to kind of. Well, no, BJ got the welterweight strap before he got the lightweight title. Yeah. So that was that was. But still, moving weight class is like not a lot of people did it. Frankie did it. Um, Frankie never won a second Frankie title. Never, yeah, I mean it was it's tough to do. I mean McGregor was the first guy to say he was going to do it and do it and do it. Yeah, that's what I think made him because he said he's like I'm gonna do this, and then he, and then he did it. it. And he did it, and well, and he hoodwinked us all, motherfucker. Almost. <laughs> I mean, he kind of got derailed for about a year. Yeah. year and a half honestly i mean he did what he wanted to do he did everything he wanted to do i don't know what he has left to do in the sport honestly i so. think nate diaz ruined his career i think the diaz fights ruined his career uh, i think the second diaz fight as great as it I was took the welterweight experiment the welterweight experiment got to his head about him being able to to walk in and fight anybody at 170 yeah and then it took another but then he came back and fought eddie and looked like the best he's ever looked of course he did but he would have had the exact same performance against rda stylistically rda RDA and eddie are the literally the exact same it would have been interesting because because he was going from 145 right up to 155 rda but when he fought eddie he went from 145 to 170 to 170 to 155 which you see guys like john jones gsp before they moved up in weight they went over and then cut down to that weight class to better prepare themselves. GS, so, GSP had trouble doing that, though. Like, he had to take yeah. a lot of... Not, and he, John's he, doing... It's not easy, but John's it. doing it right now, too, where he's bulking up, trying to get to heavyweight. He's been then, bulked up for, like, yeah. a year already. He's been prepared. He just refuses to sign a contract because he wants top priority, which is completely understandable, but nope, he's not... Nobody's negotiating that. Like, yeah. he's not able to negotiate that and heavyweight's a shit show right now the top really end of heavyweight is, yeah. really sucks in the ufc 
And, and we, all the fights we wanted to see have happened, except for John versus everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Because we've seen Francis and Stipe for... That was like the draw, and now we've kind of seen that yeah. through its course almost. You know? Almost, yeah. It's It would have been nice five years ago. We saw Francis Stipe, Francis... Or Stipe Twice. beat him. Yeah. And then we saw the evolved Francis come in and knock him out. Mm. Like, I guess we can see that third time, but... Um, I don't like Stipe taking a year and a half off for anything. I yeah. mean, I guess it's fair to come up against John Jones, who's done the same thing, and is at a new weight class, and it it kind of gives the uh, the the it like equals out with Stipe being thirty eight years old. But I like Stipe has always been like my favorite heavyweight. I was, just because he's like a very weird mix, like fighting style for mm. that weight class. He his his wrestling is very sneaky. Yeah, he's got sneaky wrestling, sneaky hands, sneaky chin. Like, yeah, obviously he he's got surprised. knocked the yeah, fuck yeah. out, but like he can take a shot and still like hang in a fight. Well, he's a heavyweight. Yeah, fight. He he realistically could fight Blahovich at two hundred five. Yeah, like he could he could cut that down, and he he walks around he at probably like could. he walks around at like two twenty five, two thirty. But he's you know a very blue collar guy, like cutting weight. I don't know how appealing that is to him. But he is a wrestler. Like yeah. he has that he has that base already. He knows how to cut weight. He just yeah, doesn't. Sure, which I'm is sure he knows, yeah. I don't even I'm not even arguing that he should. I think weight cutting is stupid in general. Um but yeah, like with 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 Stipe occupying a spot at like number two, just yeah. holding number two. Gon's only number one because he got an interim title, which is fine, and then he got robbed out of the he, I've watched that fight three times. He got he got robbed in that fifth round, um, and then I gotta watch that again. That was good. That's a good one. Blades versus uh, Aspinall is the only interesting matchup happening in the division at all. Tuivasa versus Gone is completely unnecessary. It's semantics at this point. Tui, I don't. Yeah. I really do not think. Tuivasa belongs in the top five, as skilled as he is. I think beating he's, Derek, beating he's a, on a, a win third, streak, right? he's on a five-fight so. win streak. But beating a thirty-eight-year-old Derek Lewis, who is fumbling around at number three, yeah, is no is, Derek is not never going to have a belt, I which is unfortunate. That. But I think I think having the most records and or the most knockouts in history, yeah, is, that is, is a record his, to be proud of. That's his belt, basically. Yeah, I mean that's the much. kind of fighter he is. It means the most at heavyweight in reality. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously you want to win the belt, but you're just trying to achieve glory as far as like UFC goes. So. Well, every time he knocks somebody out, he's guaranteed a bonus. Basically, yeah. he doesn't have boring knockouts. And he used that to spin into his social media, and he's, he's, okay. he's living well, you know. No, he's al- <laughs> he's always gonna be he's always gonna be well off. As far as like a beltless fighter goes, he's like one of the he's up there more well paid ones, I would say. Oh, in, t- in payment, yeah, definitely, because. Yeah. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. It's just being a draw. So you don't have to. I mean, Connor McGregor proved you can be a draw without a belt. So I think Connor can walk into as many. I think Connor can lose lose the next five fights in a row and walk into a title fight. Yeah. I like until he turns like for the next. I don't know. Three that would years, be tough. If he's winless for the next three years, I think his star definitely yeah. definitively burns out. But it depends how he's losing too. Like if he loses, like. That first Dustin Poirier fight where he just gets outclassed and knocked out. He didn't get outclassed. I thought he did. I think I think what, what happened in that fight is... Dustin outclassed him. He took a little bit to get 
learned his kind of what was going on, and then Connor Connor McGregor was not in the MMA scene when the low calf kick really made its way as a weapon that everybody who is a decent striker has. Khabib has never once thrown a leg kick in his life. And that was the most recent fight he's had in five years. Uh, like in since the like Reebok era where they had like the the like wet paint splatter bottom part of the shorts. Like that second wave design, Connor's had one fight, two fights. Yeah. And he's only he fought Khabib and Poirier and I'm not even counting Cerrone because Cerrone never threw calf kicks. And he ne- he was already 36, 37 by the time they fought. So he's not going to re-implement. He can't teach an old dog new tricks on that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Connor, like, even with even the bouncing karate style Connor is still yeah, front like heavy. Yeah, the, the Edo, uh, movement Connor. Yeah, he, he throws the, the, I love that the like, the stretching one-two. Yeah. And then he and stays on the back, yeah. pulls back, but sometimes if the guy doesn't counter, he stays on the front foot yeah. to throw a second one, right? But that's that's heavy lead leg. Dustin would have chopped that down anyway. And, but that one weapon is not outclassing somebody because before Connor got finished in that second fight, yeah. he starts catching that leg. He starts catching it, dragging Poirier back to the fence. And if he hurt Poirier, I think the damage was already done though. At that point, you could tell Connor by, by that point he was like. Fuck, it like, is literally only the last one that got him, because I, one like, two one in the first round and one in the second round took him off his feet or like knocked him off balance. But that's because they were they were heavy, they were heavy shots. But he wasn't only the last one inhibited him from moving. Like you see him get hit with it, and then Dustin hits him with that that counter right, yeah. and Connor does the he like backs onto the fence, which yeah. is the telltale sign of ouch. But well, he was he was moving fine before that, and. He was like sort of check. I've seen that. I've seen that fight a million times, and I've watched it in slow mo a million more. Yeah. And everyone that he's like catching Dustin's leg and picking it up, he's turning into it. Those ones that he catches doesn't. He's just sort of checked. I agree, but but I also know the facial expression he had on when that fight was in its final two minutes, and it was like a panic. Like he wasn't slipping punches anymore. He was yeah. he was catching kicks. He was, but that's only because he, his leg was starting to get beat up again. Mm. And he tried to go with that floatier style the second time, but he just didn't look like the same floaty Connor that we knew. No, he's too. Bo- he was way too boxing centric. Yeah, and I mean, you can't blame him because of his career how it's gone, because he fought Nate and he fought Floyd. And uh, Eddie, and that's like a three-year span of boxing, basically. Because Nate's not throwing leg kicks. Obviously, Floyd isn't. And Eddie fight. Uh, I think Eddie wanted to, but he got too much in his head. Because you remember the corner that kept yelling at Eddie, like throw kick. Oh yeah. He yeah, opened yeah. up with a couple calf kicks, and then I think he hurt his foot or something, maybe. But didn't, what Connor had in the Eddie fight was that. Um... I don't even know how to describe this, but when I started boxing, I was I was practicing this all the time. Where Connor, like he's his upper body, his trunk stayed in exactly like where it was, yeah. and he pulled both of his feet back and like hopped back at the same time, but stayed in the same punching range. Mm-hmm. Like he just his feet went back, but he just bent at the knees, and that took the uh, Aldo's doing the same thing, except yeah. he's just pivoting into it. But it's the same it's the same concept. 
And I guess without that, it, like, I don't know, because Connor's Connor's stance is too wide. Yeah. Like his feet are too far apart. He's not going to pick his leg up to check very well. No. So he has to. He had to get in and out. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's done. People call him washed, he's which is done. which is the stupidest shit in the world. James really pissed me off with this. He said that he thinks Connor will never win a fight again. I think that's complete and utter bullshit. Because I mean, people forget the cowboy fight. Like, yeah, no, he, <laughs> he, he ran has through cowboy incredible like, capability, and yeah. Pete, cowboy doesn't get like put out like that no. at all. He's still on a different level, but he's been fighting absolute world beaters, and uh, he's a world beater at 145. Yeah, you go up three, two, three weight or two weight classes. I mean, good luck to you. Like I respect him for doing well, he nothing. It. He has nothing more to achieve at 45. No, but I'm and saying the cut, as far the cut as will like, kill him too. Yeah, that cut would kill him now, especially because he looks like a fucking gorilla Beefcake, now. Beefcake, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, because he could take shots easier down at that weight class because mm-hmm. he could sit in the pocket more. and So he could take a little bit more abuse, and his cardio was better too, I think, down there. At 40? I don't I don't think so. I just think he wasn't carrying around the same amount of weight. There's obviously, like, the debate about that because – Weight cut is you lose energy too. I don't think Connor's. I don't think Connor's cardio was ever horrible, but I, I can't argue that it was ever better at at one forty five. I just he, he had, went uh, three rounds with Max pretty easily towards ACL that fight. The he also grappled for the last two rounds. Of yeah, that because fight. of that. But I mean, grappling takes energy too, and he was like fresh the whole fight. Hmm. But then, like the Mendez fight, obviously he gassed in that one, but he, he was able to Mendez gassed too. Like, they were both just going. He took some pretty severe damage, though. Yeah. And, uh, and Connor. Getting, getting hit really takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Like, it's it, it, it way more than one would anticipate. Because running, yeah. running, lifting weights, all that strength and conditioning stuff, it's, it's no impact. It's not low impact. It's no impact. Yeah. But you could, you could stand still, yeah. right? If you have like a perfect boxing defense. And all you do is block and parry, and you barely move. You could use the most minimal energy possible, but getting hit, you're gonna feel like you ran a marathon. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. He. His only, like, true gas out, was against Nate. Nate. One. Yeah. Nate won. He went into the fourth with Khabib. Yeah. Well, Nate. Who, weight bullied, who weight bullied him <laughs> that is for Nate's four rounds. That is Nate's, like, 100, like, attribute category. Oh, is his cardio, yeah. yeah. Like, you're not outlasting Nate. So. Not happening. And then couple that with his chin. He's a tough five-round fight. To I don't know how the fuck. Anybody. I don't know how the fuck Josh Thompson, of all people, is, is the one who cracked him. Caught him with a freaking absolute baseball bat. Oh, my gosh. Destroyed his, destroyed his eye. That was so, that's so weird. I, I I don't like Nate Diaz in the slightest. See, I like that. You gotta respect them. But I respect you know, him yeah. for what he's done, but you know, I'm I'm on his side about like you know free Nate yeah. too. But as a like, I don't want to see him fight. I really don't. I, I buy into his personality not at all. Yeah, he he's uh yeah. I mean, I only want to see him five rounds and against non wrestlers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because then. He'll, you'll get an absolute show every time, mm-hmm. uh, as long as someone brings that dog back, you know? I think he needs to fight Tony pretty soon. I think Gaethje and him would be a, a slapper. And Diaz? Yeah. 
It could be. That would be so fun. Yeah. What's Gaethje up to? Has he been doing anything lately? He's, he had uh, he had surgery. He had Back surgery on his nose the same day I did, actually. Oh. Um. And yeah, so but he had a, he had a, like a, a total constructive repair, so he'll be out until like early winter, yeah. probably like November. Um, they're probably gonna match him up with like Fazeev or somebody. Fazeev just knocked out RDA and he got his nose broken too. So mm-hmm. if he goes into surgery at the same time, they'll be back out at the same time. And that's they're within five spots in the rankings. Fazeev's number seven as of yesterday, and Justin's sitting solidly at two mm. or three because for some fucking reason, there's no chance. O- Oliveira should still be the champion. I don't give a fuck about that half pound. Nobody cares. The commission let them yeah. fight for a title. The title was on the line for Gaethje. The belt is made up by the UFC. The athletic commissions would let them fight, and they did. And Oliveira won, wearing the champ shorts, being ranked ahead. It was. It didn't make sense. I know. It's uh, you gotta make weight though. You can't leave it up to the commission for that shit. For a half pound, a half pound. The half pound slide, everything but a championship fight, right? Is that how it goes? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make any sense whatsoever, because if you if you let a guy, if you if you let anybody fight in any weight class and you give them one pound discrepancy for every fight except a, a championship, not a main event, not a not a five rounder, just title fights, it doesn't make any sense. It, it does. doesn't make any sense. There should be continuity, but you know, UFC's weird, man. I think, I don't know. I always wanted to, I kind of got out of it, I think, because the judges were just pissing me off this so year, much. This year has been the worst for judging in yeah. probably MMA history, in my opinion. I don't know if it's this. I think, I think week after week, every main event that's gone to a decision I've disagreed with for since, I don't know, February. Yeah. There was like, and some entire cards that are just like. What the hell? Is what happening? is going on? There's nothing that's consistent here. No. And even the commentators should be like, "Oh God, here we go." Mm-hmm. Like, that should not be how it is. Like, they should have just like the commentators, like, just pick some freaking judges that just travel with the events. Yeah. Um, fuck the commission and all that. My conspiracy, my my baseless con- conspiracy that I don't even buy is the first thing that popped into my head is that they have to incentivize finishes. Yeah. Which, I mean. Is fine. I like. I think everybody should be hunting finishes anyway, right? If you're if you're playing it safe for any, re- it's a fight. Yeah. Like you can win by knockout or submission, and the other person can win by knockout or submission. There's really no justification to not just try and kill the other person. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, hurt or something. But and that's the promotional piece of it. You know, they want finishes. The yeah. Finishes sell. But it doesn't. Like it, even me saying that it doesn't track them giving the wrong person the nod every yeah. single time for the past four months, every week consistently. Yeah. There's some bullshit that doesn't line up. I don't know. It. I can get. I'm gonna get over it eventually because the people I care about, or the fighters I care about most, are like gonna. They're yeah. gonna get whatever they want. Yeah, I mean. It's. I mean, those are just the fights that usually aren't even that entertaining that go to the judges. The the is the last Izzy fight against Cannoneer. Those scorecards were rigged. Yeah. I don't even think Izzy lost, but fifty forty five on two cards, hundred percent rigged to see them. 
because because Pereira won, because Pereira knocked out Strickland, they had preset scorecards as long as it goes the distance. I'm 100% certain of it. It's weird. I mean, let's talk about Izzy for a sec. He's a kind of fighter. I don't think he ever searches for the finish, but he knows how to pick the windows. Like, better than almost anyone, I'd say. I I can't. I have no excuse for him. I really don't. I, I'm I'm complete. So when I when I was first, like when I was talking to Evan every day about this sort of stuff, like about every single card, um, I was high on the easy bandwagon because the first pay per view I watched at college was him knocking out Whitaker, and then yep. uh, the Romero fight I completely excused after it happened because. I was like, okay, Romero's the most like dangerous, heavy-handed person at middleweight, mm-hmm. and he made weight. So if he if like he actually loses, it's not like a Whitaker two situation where if he knocks Whitaker out, he doesn't get the belt because he missed weight. He actually made weight. Yep. So if he throws one of those big round three bombs, it's over for Izzy, and he wants to keep his belt. That's fine. Um, and then the Costa fight, perfectly fine. They built that up really well. Yep. Uh, they had a great rivalry, and then he knocked him out in round two, obviously. And then since then, he's just been coasting, and it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. I think I I like the Blahovich fight, him moving up. I think they're not being fans in the audience really does a did a disservice to yeah all to how good that fight actually was. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty dirty kickboxing match, and Blahovich decidedly winning the last two rounds with the takedowns. Um, but all there was for that fight was the commentary, right? At least with the, the, the crowd reaction, the comment, like DC always feeds off the crowd reaction Yeah. when, when something big happens. It's hard not to, yeah. But when he's just talking to Joe and John, he's like, oh, that's a big takedown. Yeah, much more like measured <laughs> and just like cold. Yeah. Which isn't, I don't even dislike that from him. I yeah. think when he's less animated, he's, he's much better on the mic. But that, 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 that fight was good even though he lost. But these last three, Marvin, Whitaker 2, and now Cannoneer, he's looked he's looked horrible. Yeah. Yeah. By by the by the metric we have of him finishing people on the way to his title run. He looks bored. Yeah. Like he can't be bothered. Yeah. I think the UFC is kind of in a stagnation period a little bit right now. They don't have their next star. Yeah. Connor Connor's floating in the void. Everybody's still talking about him and there's a lot of good things happening, but Yeah. And yeah, Khabib left and uh it was very uprooted kind of fast, I think. Francis like stopped fighting and uh yeah, Izzy kinda of started coasting, so Yeah. There's a lot of things I think that happened at once that kinda of just led to a little like a lull. So it's whatever. They just gotta put a banging card together and it'll be back. But they always do one of the end of the year ones are the best ones in my opinion. Yeah, the January or, or no, the, the December, the November December ones. Oh yeah, always good. There was um, oh no, I'm thinking of uh, UFC 200. I think 200th. That's when they put the canvas gold and the canvas gold. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was supposed to be um, Jones Cormier too. It's supposed to be Nate Connor too as well. But do yeah. you remember he like? retired randomly oh yeah and and then he obviously didn't and then they booked it for 202 i think but um yeah that's how i mean connor got me into the ufc so i'm always grateful for that yeah that's when i was washing limos and just 
Actually, oh my it was, gosh, uh, that was such a that was such an era. Yeah, and that that's when I started listening to like Rogan and stuff too. So that was probably like 2016 or something. Rogan's a weird like. Rogan was never that big of a. I still don't like him. Not not that I don't like him. It's just like he's not the personality that draws me. He's a platform to me. Yeah. Like I always watch. I never watch all of Rogan's shows and then be like, oh, I found out about this interesting guest. Yeah. It's just he I would had people pick on and that choose I like. Yeah, yeah, the ones I like. Or because I don't have six hours of my fucking day. To exactly. Go yeah. He posts twice a day for for five days a week, six days a week. I don't have that much time. Yeah, I mean, he's a cool guy, and you gotta give it up to him, obviously, for like doing what he did. And I mean, he's been making podcasts like he's the godfather of it. The oh, pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the podfather, yeah. So, but he's definitely praise be to he. His greatest thing is always his guests and how like diverse and various they are. Like he can have some like historian, yeah. like Egyptian historian on. And then next week he'll have Theo Vaughn, and then I'll have all like, the comedians he has on. Joey, got me yeah. into other podcasts that I like more. Oh really? When he has uh, when he has Ari and uh, and Bert and Shane Duncan and I got in I got into uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Yeah. Because Shane Gillis was on Rogan with Ari and and Bert one time, I, and then he was on another one just recently. Yeah. Well, Joe's the source of a lot of people blowing up. Like. Oh yeah. Like, obviously, you have to have a level of fame to be on that show, even. But as far as, like, taking that next step. His his like, MMA hour yeah. is, like, the only MMA podcast I listen to. And that's a, that's on occasion. Yeah. It's when the guests have clips that I find on Instagram that are that are good. I think I've only listened to Sterling and Cheeto, and that's it. Yeah. I think I listened to the TJ one a couple of years ago to have an <laughs> argument with Evan. That was it. <laughs> I listened to some of them back... Especially like the nutrition ones, sometimes those are like good reminders, or like uh, well, I don't know. I found a lot of stuff interesting, um, like the longevity stuff, like longevity experts. Yeah. Like I'm always curious, just to be tuned in on like what's happening on that front. It's crazy. It's crazy that people think Rogan is just like dangerous, right wing well, alternative for young men. When when people <laughs> like us are are his demographic, and we're just like, he oh, that's dangerous. that's cool. That's interesting. <laughs> he. He could, like, form his own army if he freaking wanted to. Yeah, but like, he doesn't. No. And he, he knows that he could. He just has that power over the populace now where if he says something is true, there's a large percentage of people that are going to believe it. Yeah, but pe- people don't, um, like, try to tout and, di- like, disrespect him for his the power that he wields. They're, like, the, the, the ability to misuse influence that he has. They, they like, attack his politics. Or, like, misquote him about something, and that draws attention to him and what he actually said, and it always turns out to be not true. Yeah. Every single time. Well, he's time. very good at refuting it, too. He'll, like, put a statement out, like, get out. Oh, yeah. He'll just get on his phone and be like, yeah, I'll explain the whole thing and be like, and kind of be on both sides of it. And he's a pretty rational dude, I think, at the end of the day. Do you remember things, when he, uh, was it when he, was it during, like, the horse paste era where, like, his, like, he had one controversy where his initial like Instagram video response was like him in the sauna and his phone was just exploding. It was not having it. That's you could like hear the CPU behind the camera because <laughs> it just it was using like 140 fogging degree up, fogging it up. He yeah. could, like kept wiping the camera off. It was it was so funny. I might be misremembering what that was from, but that was insanity. It was so funny. I like a good sauna. He uh the. I was never like a 
like an Alex Jones like realist or whatever. I was never into like the things that he actually says. Yeah. I like him as a uh, like a like a celebrity icon almost as like the the J Jonah Jameson type person. Yeah. Just funny in the Spider Man movies they double deck joke backwards and made him this made him Alex Jones, which was hilarious. But I never uh, saw that. Having having Alex Jones on like Joe Rogan, as much as people shit talk it, was just funny. Yeah, it was just funny. And then um, like other people, like Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, all that rabbit hole of like conservative uh, uh, like pundits or whatever. These yeah. people are all jokes, all jokes. Like not even to say that like what they believe is all stupid or whatever, but they're. They're just hilarious. They're just funny people. Yeah. And even if you disagree with what they're they're saying, like the the hilarity that they talk about these things with is like, it's just fun to listen to. Cause you can you can talk about stupid, but that's what my show is. I just talk about stupid bullshit all the time, but I enjoy it. Yeah. It's when you start mixing truths in with, I don't know, because Alex Jones. I mean, he said some things that are true that I really like. Some. Holy fuck. Some. Yeah, but then he also say other shit that just makes you just go like. Well, it's 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 cool to discredits himself. You know? It's cool to let um, some of that stuff in with a grain of salt. Yeah, like uh, I make it no secret that my dad's like a flat earther, like down the rabbit hole all the way. Is he really conspiracy truthist? Yeah, like, he, which is weird because he he doesn't he has no like usually those people when like you find them in the wild are always some kind of like Christian fundamentalist. Yeah. Or like uh, 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 some like uh, yeah, Hebrew, Isra- Hebrew Israelite, like anti yeah. anti uh, uh, DMT type people. But my dad has like no uh, like basis for any of the shit he believes. He just hates the government so much that like if the man tells you that the sky is blue, then the sky isn't blue. Like that I, sort of I thing. See, yeah. So he he I had to. Um, just because he's my dad, I can't just tell him to shut up when he tries to talk to me about this kind of stuff. Throughout the course of me being from like 16 to 20, I just had to listen to him ramble on about this stuff for a while. And I I never believed it or whatever. But it, it's a fun thought experiment to let just the tiniest little bits in, just to entertain it. And then through that, like I collected a bunch of – I don't – I'm not flat earth in the slightest. But I also like am not – a hundred percent concrete on round earth. I'm 99.9 repeating because I like to play devil's advocate on it. And also I live on earth. I'm never going to not live on earth. There's never going to be a person in my life unless a meteor comes and we have to go to Mars. That's ever going to go to space. That's going to be relevant to me. So I don't give a shit what the shape of the earth is. Cause I'm not an aeronautical person. I'm not a, I'm not a astrophysicist yeah, or whatever i'm not i'm yeah. nothing that i'm involved with has anything to do with calculating distance and curve i'm not a sniper and i'm not any of that um so the shit really doesn't matter to me like honestly yeah. it, you know <coughs> the the only reason i don't write it off and completely one because it's fun to argue with people who like my mom hates this shit so much <coughs> she's one of those people who like wholeheartedly believes that even even someone like me who like lets the point infinitely zero one percent in just for the sake of argument is like complete horseshit because yeah. it's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, but all that all that shit about like the like the the pedophile rings, the flat Earth, like the fucking yeah. devil put the put the dinosaur bones. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun to know 
not even to believe in, but to know all the talking points just to be able to argue it. I understand that. I don't. It's fun to, it's, to come up on a question yeah. and not have an answer. And I don't think you should believe in anything wholeheartedly, you know? No. Because there's too many variables out there. Um, I mean, I'm definitely a circular, spherical Earth dude, but, I mean, I don't fucking know. Like, is God real? I don't fucking know, but I don't think so. Um, like, there's so many things like that. Or even, like, just, like, old political schemes or events, just, like, oh, the government told us it was this, so that's what it is. Like, oh, yeah. no, I'm going to always be aware of like what could else be going on you know um well asking the question is the most important part yeah i mean you just have to leave the door open that's when you just become a freaking uh just a one-minded idiot basically if you accept everything that's told to you you can't do that the funniest part about those stories of people are that they think they're the smartest on earth they think that there's nobody who can refute them on anything yeah because they feel like they can, they're a fact check machine basically <laughs> I'm just like, nope, nope, I saw that. I read that article. Nope, nope, nope. Well, so I would, I never believe anything, especially with government. You can't trust those guys at all. No, you can never trust the government. Like, I don't know. It's so, so many, strange. I can't that... even wholeheartedly say 9-11 was like the terrorist. Um, I can't. No. Because you really don't know. Like, I have no inside information on any of that. So how the fuck do I know for real? If it was just the towers... I think that would be a, an open and shut case. But it's the, but the Pentagon, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst's office one day after th- like $3 trillion disappear from the audit, like that's, that's why, why would you have that? Yeah. Why would you let anybody know that? Yeah. That's like public knowledge. I'm not even like trying to s- s- stoke a flame here. That's, j- that's just sh- like public record. And that, that doesn't no, add up in the slightest. Um, yeah, a lot of Actually, sketchy let me, things. Let me put, point the, uh, the hat at the camera. Let me oh, make sure. that just died, I think. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> I think that's a good way to exit. You um, want to do like a little... That's 46, yeah. That's cool. I had... Actual headphones, I think, no. This episode of Mischief like Castle. This. I know, it's cool, right? Because you can really hear... You can hear yourself really good. I should get cans because the cans are yeah. way better. I didn't get to finish my little read. This episode of Mischief Castle is not brought to you by anything, um, <laughs> but you get the free you get the free plug. You get the free family discount deal no. on the uh, Gallup Property Group. Gallup Property. Check those triangles. Check them triangles. You should know. That's you should right. know the name. That's three stacks. Don't lease your house with anybody else in the five one eight. I'll kill you. Sick hat. Yeah, I'm you definitely will. gonna be. I'm gonna be. This is this is super breathable. This is my yeah. New they can they bend a little shit. if you like them bent too. So they're you know, they're they're really good, good hats. I'm yeah, happy, I, uh, I'm happy how they turned out. I got the polo shirt on too, which has been nice, breathable. So uh, I uh, ads ads suck right now. The one time I got enough enough traction to try and reach out for some advertisements in the middle of the summer turns out people don't want to buy things when they're just going outside and doing stuff so there's no demographic that you can target to and nobody i i'm not professional enough to set up an email for my for my media group yet even though i should i have an instagram page for all the shit i do but not no you gotta figure out who you're targeting that's uh the the weird thing about podcasts 
is if you just post your stuff, like you're you're gonna be different because you have a you have a website, you have a home directory, and you have all the other pages and stuff that are gonna lead to it. Yeah. But if you're just sending your shit out into the ether, RSS feeds do not tell you, like, how what the analytics are for how how you're being listened to, by who, where, like, yeah. they just clump it into this uh, amalgamous umbrella term of downloads which is like a, a compilation of actual downloads, listen time, streaming, uh, streaming yeah. time from release, all this weird stuff. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I've looked at it probably five times, and I still have no idea what I'm reading. Hmm. But yeah. regardless, yeah, it, I'll, I'll, I'll figure my shit out eventually. Yeah, uh, I was just starting to get... I finally got the Google like uh, Maps profile for this. Hmm. So I pretty much just got it ready. And I didn't touch it because mm. um, obviously I want to like put the website on there and then people I can funnel people to the yeah. website and then they'll get reached out to me through that. Mm. Um, but without even touching it, I think it was like 75 people last week that clicked on the Google information of some kind. Which hey, I for thought locality, was, that's really good. Yeah. And just for not a lot of effort either no i'll no. take that yeah absolutely like so now i just need to tweak it a little and mm. rev it up and i'm like gonna be looking pretty good i think yeah you're you're in you're in good strides for this uh how Google. do you oh, i'll just Google's leave this with, big time yeah this go ahead question i guess how do you see as as the um as the cuzzo as the outsider i always tried to because i have we have the way that we do jokes and i have the way that i do jokes with evan but how do you guys run bits with each other like between me evan and connor or yeah because between... when you guys are together i have no place in it i cannot find my way in <laughs> i just can't do it and i outside very... outside of the gallup yeah. household i really consider myself to be a funny guy i really would not have the confidence to do a show like this if i didn't think otherwise <laughs> but in with you guys i i like i just try to stay quiet because i don't have anything I don't even know. I mean, obviously, I mean, you don't have siblings, so it's a little hard to explain. No, but, no. Um, so, I mean, that's just like, obviously, I've known my brother, my brothers, since I was zero and two. <laughs> so, it's just, imagine, like, just getting on the same page with somebody for that long. And, uh, and we're lucky, too, because I've actually had multiple people ask me this. Like how really? we, how we get along so well even, because generally there's some sibling in well, you guys are all the and, same exactly, and I just tell people I'm like we all have the same interests, we all like like pretty much the same stuff. So there's always uh, like common ground for us to, uh, and then throw in um, our parents who are just pretty good people generally and taught us how to be good people. So but even even like James. Like, I know James is, like, you know, has the last name, is from the same yeah. pathology of, of, like, the same fatherhood line or whatever. You guys all the same common grandpa. So I get that yeah. the, the clan thing is the same, but he's still a cousin. And he seems to have the same dynamic with you guys as the rest of the family does. And I not to, like, be a pity party or whatever, but I just, like, I can't find my way in ever. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Because I know how I how I do jokes. I'll do that in a second when you when you get yeah my well, question answered. It's funny because I remember in the last video you posted. Um, what was, the, what was that? I think it was, it was the joust. It was joust the, the last or James, joust. Yeah. James birthday one or the one or no, just no, no, the, joust the most four. recent joust. 
And in it, I think um, you're like, hey, fuck you, Kevin, or something like that. And yeah. And Jenny was like, freak ah! out. Um, and I was like, that is probably a good example of what you're talking about. Because I could say that to Kevin in a different way, and it would be funny. I My quote, my quote on that is a, uh, put that down, Kevin, you fuckhead. Yeah. When he was touching the belt, because I told him not to touch the belt unless he was going to compete for it. See, I would have said, Kev, quit being a doinker or something like that. A doinker, yeah. So it's just like a more playful, uh, less confrontational way to do it, I guess. Which triggered Jenny, clearly. Mm. Um, So I don't know if that's one example of it, maybe. Is that we're generally, just talking me, Connor, Evan, James, pretty silly around the family. Mm Mm-hmm. So we try not to have any serious conversations, really. No, I know. And it's hard for... Uh, Your mom hates that so much. Yeah, she, she hates really it does. so much. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, I can pick up on tones if someone's trying to get serious or something. I mean, they start talking like this. I'm like, mm. okay, okay. But, um, yeah, and then obviously... I mean, I didn't know James that well until the last, like, two years, probably. Really? Um, it was probably... Um, I mean, obviously we always were family, so we always grew up playing together and stuff, but when me and him went on that road trip out west, um, and obviously we had to rely on each other for a lot of stuff, and then we were Do you guys together. drive that whole thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, yeah, all the way to, I went to Washington, I dropped him at Colorado, um, we went to, uh, Yellowstone, Mount Rushmore. Like Denver, the grasslands, like we badlands, we did a bunch of shit. So, um, so that kind of built our chemistry, I think, a lot. Mm. And then obviously we lived together for the last year, which that's different. I, I yeah. expect that much, but yeah. Um, even before that, even before all you guys moved in together, I just I don't know something fit that I didn't have, and I I wasn't I wasn't the runt of the litter the same way Evan was. Yeah, I mean... But Evan somehow picked up the slack ahead of me on that. Well, I think that's to his advantage, too. Because he's, uh... He's the youngest, so... Everyone... Especially when we were younger, just treated him like, uh... Um... I don't know, they gave him more leeway on things. And then, obviously, as he got older and more comedic... He took that leeway as an advantage on a lot of people. Yeah, he turned it around on everybody. um, was the reason Evan's strange hilarious. that they don't they still expect nothing of him and he always double delivers. Yeah, Ev, you got his spot on the show, so does Connor. He's been on, hasn't he? No, no, no. we were supposed you to have him on together. That would be interesting. Who him and James, uh, or him and you? No, Connor and Evan. Connor and Evan, they, they have a really weird um dichotomy in my mind. Actually, let me oh, let me put a pin in that. The joke thing I was say I had a, I had this I was thinking about this last night and I, I wrote it down but I, I memorized it so I don't need to um to 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 pull it out right now but I uh my my thing mm-hmm. is like taking um in in groups of people that I don't have like dominion over because in my group of friends I consider myself as the person who does the planning basically yeah I consider myself like that's my group of friends. That's not like a group of friends that I'm in, in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, but with anybody else, I try to take, uh, 
like little stuff. Like I, I do like the, the SNL writer approach where you just change one letter or one word of something and then you take that concept and you run with it. And I usually will try to wait for somebody to misspeak in a way or bring up some kind of topic that is kind of lighthearted. The other day I saw, or uh, the other night I saw a trailer on YouTube for like a new Ryan Gosling movie mm-hmm. on Netflix called The Gray Man. And he's like a John Wick type. And I was like, come on, that's that's too easy. Yeah. Ryan Gosling is the gay man. <laughs> Only on <laughs> Netflix, July twenty second. I heard he blew he blew an air pocket into a man's asshole and he exploded. <laughs> you do not try to go after the gay man. Some just some homosexual John Wick running on trains. Yeah. It's it it's <laughs> it's so funny. It and then Ryan Gosling's playing Ken. Oh, there goes the camera too. That's right. We'll see what if that I'll, one goes. I'll compile. Uh, if that one's still going, we might. I might move it to center or something. Yeah. Let's just see in a minute if it's still going. Yeah, I'll finish this point and then I'll get to the other thing, and then I'll move it to center. Uh, yeah, he's playing fucking Ken in the in the Barbie movie with. Yep. Uh, I know what you're talking Mar- about. Margot Robbie. Yeah. It's come on. Ryan Gosling is the gay man. Yeah. That's that. But that's what I do. Right, and that works fine with James, and yeah. you're not horribly appalled by it. And Evan will usually help me take that somewhere else, but something like that doesn't fit with you guys, for me, mm. in a way that I don't get. Well, Evan makes fun of me all the time because I don't know actors at all, <laughs> and I always mispronounce their names and stuff. And uh, yeah, I think we have a very improv humor as well Mm. where it's very much just based on the way conversation's already going or the how reacting to something or and then we just build on that and then we just really beat it dead almost yeah um but i mean i think you get to that level just being on the same page as people all the time so like me and evan have like an unspoken communication when it comes to like humor Mm. like um We'll laugh about the stupidest things no one else will even understand. Like, my, my grandpa used to, like, just say grace at the dinner table or, like, sing a song from, like, uh, back when he was in the uh, army and stuff. I mean, Ed would just start laughing. Like, <laughs> the just stupid pick up on one. Shit. Yeah, no, I, okay. That part I get. Yeah. Here, let me, cause I had my deep book. And then, my... yeah, so, I mean, there were, there's obviously jokes I would tell to you those like you, Evan, Cam, James, that um, you, Evan, Cam, uh, Con, James, that I wouldn't tell to like, um, like Brooks family, for instance, you know. That's yeah, that's out of that's out of the question. Not until I got to know him for to a certain level where I would yeah, feel comfortable. They should be good. Making uh, riskier jokes, I guess, you know. Hmm. Um, so I mean, there's a level of just. Uh, Congrats. You figured it out. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> We've solved it. <laughs> um, you got to get used to these. These buttons are really good. They're really good. I feel like I could get too obsessed with them, too. You can put time. you can put anything on there. I have the, uh, like, the Among Us load-in. I have... Uh, I think uh, uh, if you're ever doing a show with, bro. like, different segments, it's perfect transition. Oh, yeah, because you can too. put all oh, your transition sounds. Like, yeah. Right, my my show's a little too freeform for that, but I had this. I had the idea and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you and you, like, it's weird. I think of you guys, like, just the th- you and Khan and Ev, like, uh, there's a weird gap in my mind between 
Connor and Evan. Yeah. Where like, I see like, ye- but you are very distinctly between the two of them, right? Yeah. And I see Evan to you. I see that link there in personality. Yeah. And then I know you and Connor are brothers, like yeah. one to another. But there isn't that link there. There isn't that like, Ev becomes you, becomes Connor, and then Connor from from Colin. Like I see Connor. He ha- he has too much of a in my mind like a, a, a fixation on like being his father's son, and then Evan on the far end of that just is. Yeah. Right. Like he doesn't he doesn't focus on it. or he he hasn't like uh, internalized that in a way that it, that shows. Um. So can having you explain them explain a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh. uh and this, this, I guess, is was spoken to me from Evan a while ago, is that he said um, when Connor went to Ireland the first time that, like, he, he envisioned Connor's, like, dream being, like, having a pasture out there that he could just invite your dad to, invite your guy's dad to, like, as a thing. That'd be, like, he accomplished something for the – he started something new for the bloodline or whatever. Yeah. That's what he saw. And then I, I – kind of just rode with that and that was that's been my my vision of him and it's only really been like baptized basically by all the talks i've had with connor about like personality and mm. where you view yourself and stuff especially like the last talk i had with him back at your guys place whenever that was about like the sort yeah. of like personalities you show to other people yeah and evan i know him to like observe that not to necessarily have that same sort of like uh uh internal rationalization about you know who oneself is and all that he kind of yeah. just is he exists yeah in a way i know he thinks about stuff like that but it, do, it doesn't come out the same way so to have to have them on like i haven't sat down and had like a a talk with them because this is such a different thing for the dynamic of my family potentially because i i'm never the one like in control of a space but it's my yeah. show so to have them both on and, and kind of just lead the talk on that is something I've never had before. And it, it's not scary or anything. It's just, yeah, I don't know I mean, what I'm getting uh, myself into. When you get into, like, family dynamic and, like, psychoanalyzing and stuff, it can get into, like, a little touchy subject for some people, too. And I don't want to make it about that. Yeah. Like, I want to kind of come on and just laugh and let them do their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But, I mean, I'm just saying generally. Um, because I know whenever I smoke weed, I think about all that stuff. And I think... Oh, how did I, how was I acting then? Or even just how I'm acting right now Mm. or how I talk to that person. Or, um, I really dip into that side of myself as far as overanalyzing things, Mm. uh, when I am on the ganja for sure. And then I think I, it's very, not to shift gears or anything a little, but, um, then you take stuff from that experience and then you apply it to your sober life almost. Mm. And uh, that's, I mean, I know weed is not for everyone, but that has helped me so much in life. Just can, like, just my maturity, I think. Because um, I can see different perspectives. And I mean, I can do this when I'm sober too, obviously, but see different perspectives on things and then apply them to your, your everyday life and stuff. Mm. Um, and just how you interact with people and how people react to what you're saying. I find that all that stuff fascinating Um, because it's not that you're trying to, like, manipulate anyone, but it's just seeing cause and effect, basically, and 
and especially, it's hard. It's hard to talk about it without making it seem that way. Yeah, me? exactly. It really is because because it, it's almost like acknowledgement of it is admitting to being able to manipulate it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in my line of work, I do a lot of conversations with people in many different facets. Like I'll talk to clients, inspectors, attorneys, lawyers, other agents. Um, you know, you name it. Um, a lot of different people with different mindsets, with different pasts and different everything. Mm. Um, so trying to find the common ground to everyone to have a productive relationship. Um, it takes a little, um, I don't know exactly what the word is, but just observing and taking a step back and maybe tweaking your own personality a little to that fits better for that certain situation. Um, Oh, that cut. Yeah, I call that my mirror face. Just yeah. a blank, a blank canvas to just show somebody else that you yep. meet that, like, if, if they need to, yeah, be comfortable, or whatever. You can't do anything about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you never have too much fun around somebody new. Exactly. Yeah, you almost need to just do that just to get a footing, and then you can uh, punch in, add in little bits, hmm. and you just see where it goes from there. That's kind of how I do it. And then the more and more comfortable you get with someone, the more and more you're just yourself again. Yeah. Um, but you can, you know, you talk to someone, there's always that like initial pleasantry. Oh, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, especially you meet someone new. There's like, oh, where are you from? You get past all that stuff. Then you actually get to know how you like vibe with somebody. But um, yeah, I love that stuff. And then um, I've been reading the, the Dune books lately. Mm-hmm. Are you still on those? I'm rereading them, so You're rereading. Them. I got okay. to the fourth, and then I decided to go back. And of how many? Six. Six. Yeah. Okay. So I thought like was I was it just to, too much to take in? It was a lot to take in, and a very like, it was a long span of time in the books, but it was a very short span of time in my life. So I took a little break, and then I decided to go back and just reread them all. And I'm glad I did. I'm on the third one again right now, but. Those books talk basically about what we're talking about, but using it to the millionth degree as like a political weapon and as a like oh like how much of your face you show basically yeah to exactly yeah. or uh, manipulating people with words like mm-hmm. not that that's what we're talking about exactly but like they take that little bit and then just run with it as a concept for human evolution basically mm-hmm. which is so fascinating to me that it's like. There's characters that already know what the other person's going to say mm. before they say it till like years like they can years pro- in advance like project scenarios years in advance of like how everything's going to react around them. Mm. So it's just cool stuff like that that I I think's really interesting but um not to get all sidetracked or anything but my friend had a pretty good joke about like a a, a like a skit version of it called like just dude it's the exact same like movie franchise but like there none of the in the movies there's nobody aside from like samoans it's just all rock all the rock and jason momoa and roman reigns and all that just playing just being dudes (laughs) but it's the exact same exact same premise yeah it's cool it's cool books i mean if you if you think that's interesting you should definitely read them because just watching the movie, it's really hard to pick up. I'm having, a, I have a really hard time reading, like just so I, focusing. I and do audio books. Yeah, because yeah. I want to do me. the I want to do the Witcher books all the way through too. 
Yeah. But I, I can't. I'm like, definitely going to do those. Uh, I just need to get into a Witcher. Like, you know, you go through, like, little, uh, little stints times about, with yeah. different series. Like, I might be on a Lord of the Rings stint in, like, mm. six months. Usually around winter, I feel like I do. But um, I've reread those books multiple times now. So I hope I hope I um I, I need to get like a like a because I once I get over podcasts like listening to podcasts because I I need I have three shows that I listen to regularly yeah and two of them that I need to catch up on only one of them I'm caught up on completely um and it's weird I don't really get like burnout from doing the talking and then making it and posting it or whatever yeah um and i can listen to my own voice just fine i used to be i used to hate it so much but i can i can hear myself fine now um but once i'm caught up i'll probably go back to reading audiobooks because i I have the attention span for it um but i just i can't get into it because i i when i get into something i enjoy for like a piece of fiction i start rabbit holing all the ideas i have about my own webcomic yeah. And it's so many miles down from what I've actually like drawn and sketched out. I'm, I'm working on episode nine is ready. Nine is ready to post, but I want to finish 10 before I mm. get to it so that I can make progress on the next one and the next one and yeah. then have like a time frame to post the next, the one, the second one that's ready um, before I do that stuff. But I was just thinking the other day as like a, cause I don't really have a comedy relief character and I'm uh, expanding my world. In my head, I have this this guy based on this um, this comedian. Do you know Do you know uh, like Chapo Trap House or Come Town or the Adam Friedland Show or and that's uh, it's fine. I don't. Not a lot of people do. It's whatever. The Come Town um, sounds familiar. It's it's enough, but. it's so funny. But the the head of that show, Nick Mullen, is this um, this comedian like former TV writer. I think he's like a Conan writer. Yep. or something um but he has this like recurring bit in the show he i take a lot of my 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 bit running comedy style from him mm-hmm. but um he has this recurring bit that i can't really pull off because i'm black but he like turns the way that i try to like replace one letter in something he'll try to throw the letter n into something and then uh, the, usually the other people on his show are white so one of them will try to be like no 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 as he like slowly spells out the n-word or like in, encourages <laughs> someone to think about this one thing as the n-word it's really funny but i i wanted to make like a character like him yeah. as a comedic relief to another guy i was working on who was like a um a tribute to the streamer i used to watch who who uh, died in like 2018 or 19. Mm. Um, it's like the first guy who got me into like YouTube personalities or whatever. I just wanted, to, but I didn't have anything for him to do. I just wanted more characters. So if I gave them a dynamic or something, like that's just something that comes across my mind just by being exposed to something else. So it's hard to catch up on on other media and stuff I care about when I kind of just rabbit hole myself yeah. into something that I want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why it's been so hard for me to. Um, like finish anything in the in the past two three years yeah like i I, I finished one game during covid that was it i played a bunch of games finished one yeah i tend to do something similar i take a lot of notes and stuff um not because i don't have like a, a series like you but i would love to write something one day that's sort of in like the game of thrones lord of the rings like just like sci-fi universe sort of thing. we can collaborate on something like that because i want to get when i want to have evan on the show 
yeah, for I mean, one episode specifically to do Fire Emblem cast because we <laughs> we have these like two different sets of notes about what our own game would look like. Yeah, and I kind of want to draw that out a little bit. Yeah. So I want to have him on just for one, just to see what I can get out of him, like writing wise, to like throw some of my stuff at him and see how, how it bounces back at all. Yeah, because you guys have the potential to do all that sort of stuff, but I don't know why. Well, no, I can see you myself. guys are busy, obviously. But yeah, I don't know why. Like as a hobby, during like being in high school or college or whatever, none of you ever took it up. Yeah, I mean, I would. I don't know. I would have loved to do it, and I think I will one day. But it's more of like I view it as my retirement uh, hobby. Oh yeah. Because right now my hobbies are, uh, Gal Property Group. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Which is well, it's a passion still. So. Yeah, but I still love doing it. But it's what I've accepted as my. A hobby your pastime sort of thing that's so, that's cool and it you know it's gonna go as far as i take it so i might as well mm-hmm. take it as far as i can yeah but um so you know we'll see and then because i have so many different ambitions and passions and things that i don't even know i can see myself going a hundred different ways as far as the next 10 years go mm-hmm. uh even the next 20 years is like i could see myself doing so many different things so that was always my problem, trying to find, like, a job I liked. Yeah. It's because I liked so many different things. Obviously, I was into fitness, nutrition. Uh, I really liked history. I was big into uh, uh, building businesses. Like, so many different things. Football, uh, military, strategy, like, you name it. Uh, the amount of different things I was interested in. Um, that it gave me, like, too much to actually pick one thing to do. Because I thought I'd be making a mistake, not picking something else. So, luckily, I was able to find this little niche that worked for me, um, or at least working for right now. So, <laughs> it'll be a little bit harder to drop something like this if it uh, if it turns out you just don't <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, it turns out I don't really like this. So, uh, I'm gonna retreat to my diary, to my to my keep. Yeah, I'm gonna go work for. Uh, a little bookkeeping job. Little, yeah. little, little, little I don't even diary know. Job. If my shit collapsed, I don't even know what kind of job I could get. Because I've pretty much been working for myself since college. So I don't even know. Like, well, You could resume basically anything in sales, pretty much. Anything in sales, but... If need be. Yeah. I mean, I think I could get an entry-level job, so pretty good. But Oh, of course. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what I think of that well, I mean, way, building anyway. a business and like entrepreneurship and yeah. basically anything you could apprentice to anything new you want because you have your own yeah. social media management you have your own well, i do a lot of different things yeah and that's almost my skill set mm. is that i can be very uh very uh good at a lot of different things but i'm not very specialized in any particular thing too mm. if that makes sense like obviously real estate i am but uh, jack off all trades yeah i mean that's only one jack off <laughs> <laughs> That's only one jack of, uh, mm. like, you can be you can know real estate, but you got to know how to. Gone. That's fine. Yeah, it's been gone a while. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, yeah. I just figured since whatever, we just have I can audio com- I can still. Compi- yeah, I can compile some clips or whatever. Yeah. Make it work. About a little halfway, three quarters. All right. I probably got to leave soon. Yeah, we'll um, do another 15, 20 minutes at most. I probably got to leave in, like, five minutes, honestly. Oh, okay. Sorry, bro. It's okay. I can, I honestly... We did what forty-five and thirty. Yeah, I can cut these two together, make it like an hour ten. That's got, no issue with me. Yeah, I've got like a twenty-minute drive, and I got to be there. Five, oh yeah, you so. said five. That's that's fine. 
Okay. We'll call. Um, did you, uh, did Evan ever tell you about this little, um, bit that we had? I think this, did I, was this the only thing I wrote down? I had stuff written down expecting that my next episode to be with my, my friends who I've been doing the past few with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't write it down, but I, I kept it in mind. We had this, <laughs> I, I don't, what were we, I don't remember how we were talking about this, but it came up somehow that like we were talking about, um, like all the things that you and Connor and him got like from your dad about like, uh, like just about him and like in the household being like, uh, the one who cooks and mows yeah. the lawn. It does like all that, that the house stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, just how your mom is. And it was, we were maybe like exfoliating on the, the, the homework boy joke or something. Uh-huh. We got around to you, like being a, uh, let that joke die. All right. it's not necessarily about that we just got like um down the rabbit hole or at least i did and he was laughing about it of like you being like the not wearing the pants now that you like met brooke because brooke is like a power lifter or whatever (laughs) she has like more testosterone i think that's the basis of it but we had like you like having a like writing a diary in a keep (laughs) like today she let me outside for seven and a half minutes Ryan, dinner. <laughs> so you're five, Don't three year old friends because she will not <laughs> like it. But <laughs> that's funny. Um, oh, Brocky, Brock, I did the laundry. I did the laundry. <laughs> she likes to cook, so I let her do the cooking. Yes, she do the cooking. Yes, the I picture. Do the cleaning. We we were dying over just the picture, just the thought of you in like a sundress for some reason. It was so funny. <laughs> sundress. <laughs> Jeez, you guys are really ripping. Just it. like a, just like a, like early June <laughs> expenditure outside picking daisies and you know sundress. Yeah. Well, maybe like we broke has like a like a dead deer. She just like snapped the neck off over her shoulders <laughs> coming back from the woods. Hey, <laughs> she's awesome. She's no, she's pretty. She's pretty cool. I think she doesn't. I think I uh, I, I made the first like six impressions really <laughs> really wrong, but she doesn't give a shit. I know. Um, no, she's cool, and I mean, I, you know, I always think long-term on stuff, and mm. she's someone I could see myself with long-term, just because... I hope so. She's very disciplined, and she does a lot of cool stuff that if we ever have kids, I'd want her to pass on, you know? So, um, yeah, she's a badass bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll do the fucking dishes if I want <laughs> to, all right? <laughs> she's definitely the, the winner in a battle royale between... She her, needs to get her on the and joust. Tori and oh my gosh, her on the she would kill Kelsey. <laughs> Can you imagine Kelsey snapping in half? Oh, uh, it wouldn't. A, she would kill. Brooke on a blast double on Kelsey. She's Brooke's not the most like athletic person, so it would be interesting to see her joust skills. But because um, I, I think James is the perfect of strength and athleticism. You know, hmm. perfect blend that I think you need in that in the joust. Where John is an example, I think, of pure strength. Yeah. But, I mean, I know he played football back in the day, so maybe he's just rusty or new to it. But Or Jake, like, pure strength, but no, like, athleticism, polish. like Yeah, he doesn't have the... Uh... Like, uh, strategy aspect to mm-hmm. it as much, you know? Uh, that's my observation. Don't come at me, but... Um, so we, I got think... a, we got a lot of stuff... To potentially work. I mean, if, if James is on or off the beam, it's whatever. But we'll like next time, if Evan comes back by the end of the summer, we'll. Pro- I want to get all three of you guys 
yeah. and Connor too back on the beach. Just us, honestly, because well, I want to. That's got to be conclusive. And Evan, Evan's so like that. He has so many strategies on how he wants to approach things. And yeah, no, he's good at that. Um, Plus, like we got to make more videos and stuff on the, um, the like the the voiceover edits and and uh, all that, yeah. like the scene reenactment. I feel okay. like stuff like there's some at least one of those things will come together by the end of the summer. Hopefully, I need I just like having big projects to give to specific people because yeah. all the stuff that I do on my own that I enjoy I just send out into the ether of the internet and then I don't, I don't really get any reception on it. Yeah, I don't really need reception, but just having something to give to to my people is a, is a cool thing. Yeah. And now I love all the stuff we've made over the years. I think it's awesome, yeah. and that you've made mostly because you've been the one kind I'm of piecing things together. But trying. Um, did you see my Moon Knight thing I made? For Lincoln? Yeah, he showed me that. He was really It wasn't very good, it. but, <laughs> I mean, uh... Just slapping a towel in the bathroom. <laughs> it was so, it was so funny. We were on a low budget and low time constriction, but, um, we made it work. He liked it. it was I would, fun. I wish I was brought that in was for all director of iPad editing stuff right there. Oh, yeah, iMovie. Classic. Yep. Classic iMovie. All right, we can, we can call it there. I'll all stitch right. these two together. Um, just before... Yeah, we'll call 